This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Janine Herbst. The United Auto Workers Union is officially endorsing President Biden's re-election campaign. Our endorsements must be earned. Joe Biden has earned it. UAW President Sean Fain condemned Republican frontrunner Donald Trump as a scab who, quote, stands against everything we stand for as a union, as a society. Biden often says he is the most pro-union president in history. Wall Street didn't build America. The middle class built America. And unions built the middle class. Other major unions were quick to endorse Biden's campaign last year. The Georgia Republican Party is calling on South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley to step aside so the party can coalesce behind former President Donald Trump. That's after Haley pledged to press on to the South Carolina primary despite Trump's win in New Hampshire this week. From member station WABE, Sam Greenglass has more. Georgia GOP Chair Josh McCoon and the two other Republican National Committee members from Georgia write that, quote, Republicans have sent a clear message. They want to see the GOP united around our eventual nominee, Donald Trump. But Republicans here have not always unified. Republican Governor Brian Kemp broke with Trump and the state party organization after Kemp refused to back their false election fraud claims in 2020. A top Kemp advisor, Cody Hall, fired back, saying the state party's role is to, quote, support our nominees, not try to decide them. Kemp, who hasn't endorsed yet ahead of Georgia's March 12th primary, says he'll vote for Trump if he's the nominee. For NPR News, I'm Sam Greenglass in Atlanta. China's central bank is taking steps to ease bank lending. NPR Scott Horsley reports on what that might mean for the world's second biggest economy. The People's Bank of China says it's cutting the amount of cash reserves banks are required to hold. The surprise move is designed to encourage more bank lending in China amid disappointing economic growth. Stocks closed up overnight in Shanghai and Hong Kong. Netflix stock opened up after the streaming service announced another big jump in its subscriber base. Netflix has been offering cheaper ad-supported plans and cracking down on password sharing. Last year, the company added nearly 30 million new subscribers worldwide. Unions are having less success signing up new members, despite winning some big pay gains. The ranks of union members rose only slightly in 2023, and the share of all workers who belong to a union dipped to just 10 percent. Scott Horsley, NPR News, Washington. Wall Street ended the day in mixed territory. The Dow was down 99 points. It's down about two-tenths of a percent. The Nasdaq up 55 points. That's up about three-tenths of a percent. You're listening to NPR News from Washington. NPR has named tech executive Catherine Maher to lead the network during an era of declining broadcast listenership, financial uncertainty, and technological turbulence. As NPR's David Folkenflick reports, the board cited her leadership skills and ability to raise money. Maher earlier led the Wikimedia Foundation. She helped to build a $140 million endowment to support Wikipedia. She also sits on the boards of Consumer Reports and the Signal Foundation, which finances the secure messaging app Signal. Maher says she wants to build on the fierce loyalty instilled in listeners and to foster greater innovation. She is currently the chief executive of Web Summit. Think of a tech-focused Davos. 
Under current chief John Lansing, NPR became much more diverse and won its first Pulitzer Prize, a collaboration with stations. NPR also laid off 10 percent of its staff last year, a victim of the same erosion in advertising dollars that hit much of the press. Marr starts in March. David Folkenflik, NPR News. John Stewart is heading back to The Daily Show. The comedian will serve as a weekly host and executive producer through the 2024 election cycle, hosting the show on Mondays starting next month. A rotating lineup of show regulars are on tap for the rest of the week. Stewart first hosted from 1999 to 2015. Over the years, the show has skewered the left and right by making the media a character and playing it absolutely straight. The show hasn't had a permanent host, though, since Trevor Noah left last year. I'm Janine Herbst, and you're listening to NPR News from Washington.